Hello, my name is David O'Kelly and you're very welcome to KPMG's Capital Ideas podcast. Today I'm speaking about Laura McCoy. Laura heads Elysian Capital in Ireland. Elysian has already completed three deals here and today she's going to tell us how they plan to invest in deals between 20 and 100 million. Laura, you're very welcome to the podcast. Thanks, David. Great to be here. Laura, can you tell me a little bit what you're trying to do with the fund? Sure. Um, I think probably need to start from the beginning, really, with with Elysian, just to give you a sense, I suppose, of who we are, what we're all about and and the types of businesses that we are looking to invest in. Um, So Elysian, I I almost feel like saying we're a new fund, but we started in 2007. So that's uh, how fast time flies. Still a new fund. (laughs) (laughs) Still relatively new. Um, So Elysium was set up by our CEO, Ken Terry, and our chairman, Chai Patel. Um, Ken had been in private equity for a number of years, done a number of large deals, um, and got to the point in his career where he kind of said, I'm going to step out of this private equity. I'm doing huge, big deals. They're like super tankers. It's a lot of sort of the financial side of things and the kind of billions Mm-hmm. And what he really missed was working with entrepreneurs and and smaller businesses. Um, so he decided to set up his own fund um, and did so with a blank sheet of paper, essentially. Um, so great opportunity. And he joined with Chai, yeah. who he had backed in a previous transaction, um, the Priory Healthcare Group. So they had a, a really good relationship and they, they went into this together, um, partially investing their own money. Um, and also to say, how can we do this a little bit differently to the way it's been done before? Um, Chai is an entrepreneur, a, a CEO, yeah. somebody who's run a business. And that sort of ethos formed the foundation of Elysian. Um, so what Chai said was, I was, uh, was in a private equity transaction, had a, a very um, positive experience. But what I could have benefited from was having somebody uh, sitting on the other side of the table when we were talking about doing a transaction that had sat in my seat, that understood kind of the daily pressures of running a business and your own P&L and the team, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, whilst the financial side is all is all very beneficial, somebody who sat in my seat would be, um, would be really great to have kind of as a part of the private equity team would add a different perspective. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah. So that kind of started from the beginning, really, and, and it's and it's come all the way through. So now we have almost half of our team are people from backgrounds of running businesses yeah. um, rather than being um, private equity professionals who we also have. So we, we've kind of got a bit of a blend, I think, of people who have run and owned businesses and sat in the seats of the people that we're looking to back and then people with investment experience, banking experience, et cetera, sitting alongside them. Yeah. Um, and in, in your own career, you're, you're most recently an M&A advisor. So it, within within the deal, we'll talk about after the deal in, mm-hmm. in a little while, but within the deal, what difference does that make in terms of how you might look at something versus another private equity fund? Sure. Um, I think I think it also does come down to the sort of Elysian ethos, really, right. um, which is entrepreneurial. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, we set up our own fund um, and we are heavily invested. Um, so we're sort of about 10% of the investment, which I think compares to something like 2% yeah, traditionally. Yeah, so, significant, yeah. so there's a genuine, you, you know, care. <laughs> <laughs> we care, absolutely. Um, and whilst we all hope that we're going to benefit in, um, in upside situations means we also are very much there 
um, through any bumps in the road and will fight for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are, I think, genuinely, the, the phrase that gets used a lot in private equity, but we're genuinely aligned with a management team and with a founder um, when we're investing kind of that level of our own um, of our own equity or our own um, funds into a deal. Um, so I think the the combination of kind of having people who've run businesses, having our own investment, um, a bit of an entrepreneurial ethos, um, and also a focus on partnership, um, right. I think is is how we hopefully differentiate against against some other funds. And I think different funds will be for different people, just as yeah, private yeah. equity will be for some companies and not for others. So I think that's probably one key thing that has come through right through my career has been chemistry um, mm. and that real fit between uh, somebody who owns and runs a business and is looking to grow their business and somebody who's an investor and would like to be a partner alongside that. I think having that sort of connection, establishing that trust early and that fit is absolutely key both at the very beginning of a process and all the way through. Um, yeah, and it, it's always, a, you know, whenever we're running a process, we try and kind of particularly private equity style process, try to make sure that people get to know each other a bit. What, what do you try and do, uh, do during a, a deal process to achieve that? It can be different things, I suppose. Like, you know, the, we'll obviously be looking to understand the business as mm. best we can and hopefully asking some questions that are, um, you know, particularly with the operating guys that are a bit more specific to sort of their business and their supply chain and the real sort of things that are that are going on in their business. I think we also like to spend some time, if we can, with um, with a management team away from a process. So um, having a, a bite of dinner, um, mm. uh, you know, whatever people are, are into, it might be a bite of dinner and a glass of wine, it might be going to watch a football match or <laughs> do yeah, yeah. something that, you know, you can kind of establish a bit of rapport with people. I think that always that always helps um, to kind of get to know the individuals so that when you're working through um, you're working through the various parts of a transaction, you've always already kind of established that, you know, these are people that I like and that I want to spend time with. Yeah. And I think that always helps. Um, and I think also, you know, there's always this talk about proprietary deals, etc. But genuinely having an advisor on the side of um, of the business owner, founder, entrepreneur can be a really helpful thing for yeah. us as well, because I think people like yourselves can deal with the questions of, you know, this is normal. This is what a private equity fund will will look to understand, you know, and and therefore they're prepared um, mm. because we are probably coming from slightly different worlds. Um, you know, people who run their own businesses know their business inside out, know their market inside out, but they probably don't spend as much time doing the type of work that we're doing and, and equally vice versa. So I think so having somebody um, that has the trust of sort of both parties is always quite a helpful thing in a transaction. Yeah, I think yeah, that's that's very fair. I think actually and, and building trust through the transaction process and you know people acting kind of reasonably and sensibly and, uh, yeah. and so on, which you know, by and large, you know, as most private equity funds do, they just <laughs> want to get the deal done. I think that's it. I think it's um, it's integrity and it's kind of what's integrity be- mean it means doing what you say you're going to do mm. um and and delivering on that and and people will see that throughout a process um i think you know within the team there is quite a a lot or number of years of experience um 
there and and we've seen quite a lot and we've seen ups and downs so I think what that means is that you tend to be dealing with a senior team a pragmatic team that recognizes you know how businesses operate and, and the ups as well as the downs um and we're pretty calm I'd like to think in, yeah. in the sense of things will things will change things will change throughout a process yeah um you know as well as throughout an investment so I think it's it's kind of being calm and balanced um and having the conversations pretty directly and kind of building that rapport in the same way we do in 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 other aspects of our lives I suppose yeah it's hard to hard to replace the benefit of experience and just having seen shocks in either deals or in companies before and and, and how most things can be dealt with most people most things can be solved yeah that's exactly it having yeah. having I guess that mix of pri- uh, private equity professionals uh, and entrepreneurs entrepreneurs maybe have a reputation for being fairly clear in their views tend to like to express their views how does that manifest for the company like is the does do you tend to be an investor that is that likes to put its mark on on on, on companies you invest in how's how's the boardroom work <laughs> sure um I, I think it's definitely worth being clear that we are we are investors um and we're we're not managers so we don't get involved in in managing the business and i think it comes back to that key part around partnership um we're partnering and backing a team that wants to grow their business that has aspirations um and has a plan yeah. um and what we do is we're involved um more at the board level the strategic level um whether it be sort of M&A or um you know scaling up the team which often happens because you're kind of saying you might be going from 3 million to 10 million over 3 years and that's going to require you know um potentially some some new hires some new systems all of that kind of side of things properties all of that will be sort of involved in that level mm-hmm. um and i think it's interesting that you mentioned the board because we do have board meetings like most private equity um yeah. back businesses would do um but i think again coming back to relationships it's it's not about the sort of couple of hours of the board meeting um it's not about sort of a company spending all their time preparing for this board meeting and presenting it to their investor it's genuinely and when it works well it's it's a relationship so that the ceo the cfo etc sees us as a as a sounding board and hopefully somebody that they want to talk to um and on a relatively regular basis we'll be having those conversations as they happen because businesses are dealing in in the real world and things come up sort of in real time as opposed to sort of on monthly cycles. Is that a few days a week you might be in touch with the company or they it might It depends. Be, yeah. It depends on what's going on, you know. Yeah. Um so it's as and when the business feels there's a need. Um you know, we we find genuine that CEOs will, will pick up the phone um sometimes every week, sometimes every couple of weeks, um depending on sort of what's what's going on. Um and sometimes it is genuinely just to kind of have a little bit of a chat and yeah. um and, and a sounding board for just sort of what's going on day to day. So, um, yeah. and, and do mo- when you invest in companies, is it, is it mostly with a, a buy and build strategy to take that business from three to 10 by buying a few other companies and doing, doing a few other, maybe other types of expansion? Sure. Uh, a mix again. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we back teams with a plan and that, that can be a combination of 
organic growth mm. um doing continuing to do what you're doing potentially winning new customers going into new markets it could be going into new geographies wherever those opportunities are um we're supportive of that often there is an m a um opportunity if there is a market that um there's some consolidation to be done um or if there's a reason i suppose to, to do it i don't think we would focus on m a and acquisitive growth for the sake of it it's more mm. if there's a if there's a genuine um opportunity and it could bring something to the business then you know we're supportive but all of that is in tandem and in conjunction with the team um so ceo uh the, the senior team they're going to know the key players in their market we might from time to time come in with some different ideas um we some of the businesses that we work with say for example cross rental is one of our investments here um in ireland they made an acquisition in the uk um mm. and that was one where it worked quite well with us in the sense of we have i'm here in ireland um we have a team in in the uk so we're kind of we're kind of in both both markets the the cross team uh, is kind of mirroring that as well um but we also have within our sort of portfolio of companies, sort of 14 or so companies, we have companies with operations in the US, the Europe, yeah. various other locations. So we can tap into that, you know, um, and that network can be helpful, but I think it, it's very business specific and, and plan yeah. specific. And how, if you don't mind me asking, how did that acquisition come about? Was that something that the management team identified and said, we need to go do this or mm -hmm. something came across your desk through other activities or, that you've uh, an analyst somewhere sitting in a dark room crunching numbers <laughs> and, and finding deals that they should be doing. I think our analysts would be very upset to sit in a dark room. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, and we do sort of look at all of those, all of the above in, in the yeah. sense that we will be looking for opportunities on a kind of an ongoing basis, but it's very much discussion with, with the team as to does this sound interesting or, or not. And at that strategic board level, you know, where do we want to prioritize, et cetera. Yeah. Um, in the example that you mentioned, that was one that the team had known of um, for a long time and, and knew that it was going to be a good fit. Um, so they had nurtured that alongside, which is an impressive feat, alongside the process of us making our investment. Yeah. Um, so we invested in cross rental in August, uh, 2021 and completed the acquisitions of all acquisition of all seasons higher, um, which was a really nice complimentary acquisition only a month and a half later. Um, so that was, as you can imagine, there's a lot going on in the process. The intense. team was yeah. also uh, yeah. bringing this acquisition along and we were able to do that pretty shortly thereafter. So it was something that they had identified, but it was a really clear strategic fit in terms of building out that aspect of their business um in the uk yeah so. yeah and i presume ambition for lots more you don't just do a deal in the first couple of months and then say well that's it for the investment horizon <laughs> potentially potentially you know there's often a really good organic plan yeah. as there is with cross and and others um so acquisitions where sensible can be interesting um but that said there's usually also a a, a good plan to grow on an organic basis as well yeah. and was Murgon the first deal in ireland could you maybe tell yeah. me a little bit about Murgon and, and it, it has also done an acquisition hasn't it it has and that actually also happens to have been in in the uk <laughs> um but various of our um companies have made acquisitions in 
in Europe, in the US, etc. Yeah. as well, as I mentioned. So it it's not specific. Um, Mergom was the first investment in Ireland. That was in 2019, which is before I uh, rejoined yeah. Elysian. I actually spent six years with Elysian investing in, 2000, er, in uh, 2011 to 2017 yeah. before coming back to Ireland. And then I set up the Irish office in 2021. So Mergon was the first investment. I knew the uh, knew the business well, sort of in a different capacity. Um, yeah. But uh, they're now in the portfolio, which is great. Um, they do car trim, isn't it? They do blow molding, right. um, so plastic, um, and they focus on the automotive, industrial, and healthcare sectors. Right. Um, and it's it's a global business as yeah. well. So there's yeah. huge success uh, story. Yeah. It, yeah, it's fantastic, and a great team there as yeah. well. Um, Pat and the team, you know, they've got a base in in Ireland. They're in Czech Republic. US and seem to be Mexico as well. So um, expanding um, and really, really nice, um, really, really nice story. So yeah, we've we've kind of we've got three investments in Ireland now, which is which is super. Um, yeah. And in a relatively short space of time. Um, and I think it it's interesting because when I was with Elysium previously and coming over and meeting Irish businesses, I was quite blown away by the quality um, yeah. of Irish businesses. But also, the there was a less of a familiarity with private equity as an option. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, whereas in the UK, it was a very I guess it's been around a longer amount of time, so it's sort of more familiar as an option. And I think that's increased now in Ireland. Yeah. Um, there's a number of Irish funds obviously set up since about 2013, 14, yeah. who've done a great job in terms of telling people about private equity as an option for you know it's not for everybody, but this is something if you if you're this type of business and if you've kind of got these ambitions might might suit you have done a, a great job so for me to come back um and be able to set up Elysian in Ireland I think it was it was a great time um you know there's lots of super businesses who I'm uh, only dying to talk to yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and um yeah I think it's kind of a nice space to be part of a larger fund that is Ireland and the UK, um, but you know, being here in the market, um, yeah. And I, I mentioned that, Laura, because clearly, you know, you're very accomplished. You could have gone a number of different ways with different funds, but be, uh, heading the Irish division of a of a of a UK fund, what, what difference does that make in the marketplace, or what difference does it make in terms of the types of deals you can do? Sure. Um, it, it's interesting because it all does come back to the Elysian model, which which is something that. I've always believed in, in that we want to have people wherever we want to do deals embedded in those local marketplaces. So from the beginning, there was a partner in Leeds covering sort of North East England and has relationships in Scotland. Yeah. Um, we've also got a partner in Manchester covering that area. A couple of the partners in based in London will cover the South of England. So the kind of natural uh, next step was to have somebody in in Ireland. So we, we want to have somebody in the locations that we do deals, but have the resources of a really experienced team um, that will come over and, you know, at first, second meeting, there'll be generally two or three of us. And we can then bring the blend of our operating people, um, our some of our experienced people in various different areas, as well as a, as a local person to each opportunity um that we look at and i think kind of being part of a larger fund 
means that we do have that firepower for expansion for Irish businesses. And Irish businesses tend to, as you know, be kind of looking outwards. Yeah. Um, and export is something that usually starts fairly early in a, in a yeah. company's journey yeah. here um, compared to other countries. So, yeah, I think it's it's a nice position in that sense. Um, and I think rejoining Elysian, for me, a big part of it was the culture. Yeah. Um, and I think it gets talked about quite a bit and it's hard to articulate, but I think if you ask anybody, you know, why they joined where they joined or why they stayed where they've stayed, uh, a lot of it has been culture and the people that you work with and believing in what you do as a team. Um, yeah. And that for me was a big part of moving back to Elysian. And hopefully it's something that we kind of have with our portfolio companies again is a genuine, good, strong relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I'm interested, the, the deals you've done here, uh, so uh, Mergon and Cross, very much kind of industrial type companies, Fastway, then a, a transport company. Sure. Um, I feel like very kind of real world type, uh, type companies. <laughs> Things you can touch. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that typical or is, is there an Elysian type deal? Uh, I often get asked to try and identify the Elysian type <laughs> deal and, and it is difficult to articulate. Yeah. It kind of depends on, on the situation. Yeah. Um, we, I suppose, by virtue of the people that are in our fund, we have done more in certain sectors yeah. than others. Um, but I think there is a kind of a core theme, which is that we're looking for a team that there's a genuine connection with, with a really great plan that also wants to work with us. And there are sectors that will have more experience in than others across the team. Um, and you're right, there probably are more assets in our portfolio that are you know, things that you can touch and feel. Mm. Um, but that said, you know, we also have um, a digital marketing agency. We have a recruitment business, but they're quite they're quite specialist in terms of their focus. Um, yeah. And there's always something that we really like about the business and something that we really like about the team. Yeah. Um, and it, that will just depend on the situation. And you're you're a majority funder. You, you you don't you don't take really do minority deals, from what I understand. Mm, does the, does the founder typically stay around, uh, or do they do, does it is it up to the kind of the, the rest of the team to to yeah. uh, travel the journey with you? Often they do, yeah. Okay. And I think it's I think it is situation specific. So um, where you have a founder that's been involved in the business and set it up potentially for a large number of years and might be looking at what's the future, what's the next journey. I'm not going to be doing this for the next 20 years. Um, you know, the private equity can be a nice transition in that yeah. sense. So often there'll be a founder that might take a significant amount of um, of their own investment and chips off the table, um, yeah. which can be nice for them to obviously de-risk some of that investment. Um, often they will stay involved uh, to varying different capacities, and that depends on 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 the founder and, and on what their aspirations are, yeah. um, and it also depends on the team beneath them. So it's you know a situation where private equity tends to work well is when there is a founder or somebody that's looking to take significant chips off the table, where there's a management team in place. Either they're a part of that team, they're transitioning out of that team, or they've already transitioned out of that team, but that management team still sees the potential in the business and really wants to take it forward. Um, so we back a combination of management teams, management teams plus founders, 
varying yeah. different um, permutations and, and combinations. Do you tend to supplement management? Is it, the, is it usually the same team on exit or has it, has it grown? Do you add more people? Do you replace people? How does that play? <laughs> I think that the general trend is, is the team grows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking to scale a business, which is what our teams are all looking to do, yeah. um, you tend to need to go to a bigger um, C-suite and you tend to need you know, to supplement with with um, some really high level appointments, um, yeah. and that we we're supportive of that, and sometimes we can we can help in finding those people um, through our own networks. So, uh, yeah, definitely growth in employment, growth in kind of senior level uh, appointees is a kind of key theme um, of most of all our investments. Really, I would say. And, and is is leverage a theme? Do you, do you tend to use much debt? Um, if you think about it, I suppose it's just kind of thinking about the capital structure and how, how yep. these, how these deals are financed is probably worth taking that step back. You know, um, you, you come up with a valuation for a business and, and how is that funded? Um, and yeah. it's funded through a combination of, of our funds, of our private equity funds, um, often management and founder equity rolled into the deal. Um, and then often it can make sense to bring some outside debt in to fund that because it's it it's it's cheaper often it's more efficient, mm-hmm. um, but it's really important that it's that it's appropriate and that it's tailored to um, to the business to the cash flows to you know what the journey is going to be um, and I think we look at every we look at leverage in that context we have one of our partners in house as a sort of 25 30 year career in in banking so he he's seen a bit he's seen a bit he 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 loves to read loan documentation so he can be helpful i think to um, to management teams in that respect genuinely when you do go into a um a leverage situation you've got an investor that's done it a number of times as most investors have but also you've got somebody in there that is a genuine expert in banking and he is a port of call for a lot of our investee companies to phone up and you know just talk through some of the some of the loan documentation etc he is he, um he's a real specialist in that area so i think that that's great to have him on board yeah. um but i think it's level of leverage will depend um structure of leverage you know we're very keen that if there's a lot of investment or capex etc then that you're not also facing uh quarterly repayments alongside yeah. that so i think it has to suit the business. It's done in conjunction with um, with the senior team, with the CFO, um, and it's something that we kind of all go in together on as a, as a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, no, makes sense. Makes sense. I'm, we always kind of get the question from from people who run businesses. You know, like, well, why take on private equity? You know, I, I can take a dividend if I want. I don't necessarily need the cash. Sure. But you can observe situations in Ireland where companies have taken on private equity and just grown massively done acquisitions and so on do you believe that private equity coming on board does it push companies forward does it change the approach (laughs) easy question (laughs) a few questions in there i think it can and i think again it comes to as a as an entrepreneur as a founder as a business owner thinking about what does the next five plus years look like for you you know what what do you want do you want to still be sort of doing this on your own do you want to step out completely and you know have another company come in and and run your business or 
do you want a, an opportunity to maybe bring some management through to take some cash off the table but be involved in that next journey um, and they're the types of businesses that we tend to get involved with and those types of individuals um, that want the partnership that want to have somebody alongside them that's seen a lot of it before you know businesses are all really different and they're all in different markets but a lot of the challenges of growth and scaling there's similarities um and having somebody alongside you that's kind of seen it before done it before has the networks um is attractive for some people and and they're the type of people that it tends to you know work quite well with um so yeah i think you know having the opportunity to take some money off the table is an attractive part of private equity having the invest the opportunity to roll back in and invest in the growth again can be another thing and then working with people who have experience in scaling businesses have experience in some of the things that help create those conditions for growth um can be great and i think genuinely you know sometimes people want a partner um, i agree with that yeah <laughs> no something you find founders who've driven businesses to to a fantastic level but nice to have other people around who've got a mm. bit of skin in the game, uh, who yeah. you know you can, who can challenge you, who can yes. you bounce things against. Yeah. I, I think that's a big factor. It's kind of any good team in a lot of ways, yeah. isn't it? You've got different people with different strengths and different roles, and and it's that next step you're building out a team. Um, it can be, I guess, lonely enough sometimes being running your own business for for a long time, and if you've got a really great partner on board and 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 there's a good relationship, you know that can actually free people up to yeah. to want to do more um yeah. is what we've found anyway yeah uh, I, I i'd see that too i'm going to ask you the question no one has li- enjoyed uh, getting so far you've been in private equity in the uk before you've been an mm-hmm. advisor you're in private equity now over that time period is there is there a deal that it was your favorite deal or are there characteristics of deals that you know really kind of for you <laughs> uh, hit all, ticked all the boxes Sure. I, I'm not sure anybody's answered that question yet, actually. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep trying. I'm not <laughs> um, and I was thinking maybe maybe uh, in a few years time or a long time when I'm looking back at my career, yeah, I might yeah. be able to answer that question. This is um, where I get told you're not as old as me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely getting older, as I've been told a few times <laughs> by my colleagues. Um, but no, I think I think it is difficult to pick. I think it's 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 yeah. impossible. Um, characteristics of deals that I like that have gone well. I think at, you know at risk of repeating myself, it's been when there has been a really good partnership um, and you know uh, clarity from the beginning uh, on all sides. I think is always really helpful. Um, you know, I think throughout investment when when you do hit bumps in the roads, it's it's always really interesting because that's sometimes where the strongest bonds are forged. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah and you totally. go through the investment um, and it's it's really, uh, you know, for me, it, it's a complete privilege to work with, with these businesses and sit alongside them on these journeys. Um, what's also really, really fantastic is when you get towards the exit and going into private equity transaction, I suppose everybody is aware and aligned that there's there's going to be another event in in a number of years time so everybody's kind of on that page but finding the right next home um for the business is something that's really important to us as well um and something that suits management um as much as as it suits us that's that's key and so some of the transactions where i've been involved through the journey 
um, which has been a privilege to do. And then to see it find a new home that the team are really happy and excited about. And to see it go on, actually, I sometimes think when you see that next journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when it, whether a company after we've exited, whether it be to another private equity fund or to trade or, you know, it, it IPOs to sort of see that that next stage um, is really is really amazing. Yeah, there's always a connection once, you, once you've been involved. There's always once a you've been involved. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I have to we're in a very volatile world at the moment. Are you still writing checks? Are you still keen to do deals? <laughs> we are. We are. I think. You know, we raised our first fund in, in 2008, 2009. Okay, yeah, and yeah. So, you, you know volatility. Um, so, so we know volatility and, and some of our great greatest deals have been during yeah. that that time period. Like I think there's certainly a lot to be cognizant of and and, and things that we all need to think about. Um, but you know, that's our job and we have to, um, you know, it certainly keeps it interesting. Um, you know, raised our third fund during COVID. So I think um, there's been definitely a theme of, um, of, uh, of investing throughout mm. cycles. Um, good businesses find a way. Good businesses find a way. I think that's it. I think fundamentally, if a business has a reason to grow um, and a really great team, then that's something that's going to be attractive to us. Um, Laura, about to wrap up. Any <laughs> any final words on on why sh- companies should consider private equity? Sure, I think I think private equity is an option. I think we we've talked about that. Um, so I think it is about thinking about what you would like going forward. Um, but I think if you're ambitious and you have a plan and you're looking or you're looking to develop a plan to to grow your business um, and you'd like a partner alongside you then private equity can be a great route i think talk to us uh, get to know the people um mm-hmm. and then that'll be one of the key you know determinants of do you want to have that conversation do you want to take it a little bit further you know it's not it's not zero to 100 in in a couple of uh days or weeks it's yeah. you know you can get to know these people and um and we're always <laughs> open for conversations yeah wise words laura mccoy from leasing capital you've been a great guest thank you very much thanks david 